Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. And in this episode, we, we need to have a little disclaimer, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. As you may have noticed, the title of the episode is Virtual Sexuality and Link to Dreams. I believe we're going to handle this topic in a fairly clinical and fun manner. We're not... Uh, a dignified manner, we're, we hope. We're a dignified podcast. Um, we hope. Cloaca jokes aside. But I know we have a lot of younger listeners out there, so, you know, just for... And parents, too, maybe parents, listening along. Yeah. So we just wanted to give you a heads up. Yeah. We're going to try to be delicate when we talk about virtual sex today, but um, there may be times that you wince. So just know that if you don't want anything that you want your kid to hear, then then sadly you may want to, um, I don't know, listen and bleep out things. Yeah. Well, you know, just, just putting it out there. And I think the next logical step would be to make the case for why I discuss this at all. Yeah. Because it... Some people might think, oh, virtual sex, it just, that's, it's kind of silly, or it's just needless, right? Or it's this sort of side column, this side effect to technological advancement. Okay, well, we, we, uh, recently recorded a podcast on the seven deadly sins lust, right? right? And we talked about the lust economy. And we talked about how it is something that is just, um, blooming in our, in our current culture that is so dependent on internet and other technologies, right? Right. It has brought, Basically, pour into our door in, in every single way that it can. 
Right. I mean, you know, we were talking about the satyrs in that episode, the over-sexed goat men mm-hmm. um, of, of ancient Greece that found their ways in some of the most marvelous artistic creations of the time. Mm-hmm. If you've ever taken, uh, especially if you've taken like a, a child, like a niece and nephew to an art museum, you're probably even more aware of, oh, there's a lot of, of sexuality in, uh, in some of our greatest works of art. Yeah, don't look too closely at the Greek pottery, right? Right. Yeah. Or do. Yeah. So all of our great artistic achievements, uh, sexuality and lust have been along for the ride. And the same is is true of technology. Not only technology, but just pretty much anything technological, cultural, artistic, because we had poetry. And out of that rises pornography. We invented the telephone. Mm -hmm. So suddenly, you know, two people can talk across vast distances, but you can also have a call into a sex hotline. Vulcanization, responsible for so many rubber products, including the modern condom. The the list goes on. You you name it. Virtually any kind of technology, especially, you're going to find at least some attempt to turn it into sex or war. Like, those those seem to be our big interest. And uh, the sexual side tends to be a little better for everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that you could say that all of language is predicated on sex, but if you say that one of the, the things that humans uh, are trying to drive toward is is sexual coupling for one reason or another, mm-hmm. language is pretty important in uh, communicating that, right? Right. So it would make sense that in this day and age, with all that we have available to us and the ways that we communicate with one another, that virtual sex would show up on the scene uh, sooner or later and really start to play a role in our relationships or not our relationships, right? So what is virtual sex, right? Yeah. Looking at it, I tend to find it to fall into two categories, right? You have uh, one form, which is basically sexual communication with another person. This can be something as simple as sexting, where individuals are sending uh, text messages that are merely sexy mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Sex chat rooms, webcam, aided cyber sex, uh, situations where it, it's, it's about one person connecting with another. And uh, there may be varying levels of uh, illusion between them. Some right. technological, some just due to a lack of a full sensory experience. Yes. I can't Solit- see... Solitary yeah. sexual acts that are connected via technology. And, and as we're looking into the future, too, of what uh, what virtual sexuality consists of in these situations, it's very much the idea of computer-mediated communication. Mm-hmm. So the computers are aiding us in an attempt to communicate with one another, but it's a sexual communication that is generally more of a like an emotional and or physical link. Uh, but then there's a second type of virtual sex, and that would be sexual interaction with a simulation, mm-hmm. interacting with some sort of sexual video game or some sort of a simulated experience. In other words, the flesh and blood person is not there, but right. you're trying to simulate that experience. Right. You're you know, interacting with a, with a fantasy or an idea. All right. So let's talk about some of the technology behind this. Yes. And I'm talking about the haptic love glove. Right, right. Because... We have these five senses, right? And, of course, uh, sound, that's a pretty easy one to, to to get a hold of. We have a fantastic ability to transmit sound via mm-hmm. the Internet. Visuals, that's pretty far along, too. It has uh, some ways to go, but we have a wonderful webcam set up around the world, and computer graphics are reaching the point where uh, a virtual setting is more and more possible. Mm-hmm. But then how are you going to feel things, Right. Right. And this is where you get into haptic computer technology. And, again, this is something where it's not just people sitting around saying, I wonder if there's a way to feel up a centaur in a video game. <laughs> like, like, like it's, it yeah. goes beyond that because uh, I think we've discussed the importance of telecommunications in, say, surgery or mm-hmm. robotic exploration. We want to be able to manipulate a robotic arm on the other side of the world that's maybe reaching around in somebody's abdomen performing a delicate surgery mm-hmm. or manipulate that arm uh, on a space probe as it paws around on another planet. Uh, like we, the, the more control we have, the better. 
And that's where right. you get into uh, some of this haptic technology, which is how do I, by the aid of like a glove or some sort of neural uh, link, how am I able to really get the sense of, of touching something in a virtual setting? Right. So, I mean, it, the foundation for haptic technology is steeped in science, right? Whether or not right. it's medical, um, space exploration or military applications, right? right. So, yeah, military is another one. Yeah. Am I going to punch somebody in a virtual environment, right? Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then it falls into all these other non sexual categories too, like just pure entertainment, some sort of like video game experience where you're not just pawing around with this dummy hand, but you're actually able to reach out and grab things and touch things and manipulate things and maybe even feel them. That's another thing about the touch and feel is that it's a less understood sense uh, compared to things like sight and sound. Right, right. And you're right. It's far more nuanced. And certainly with haptic technology, there there could be improvements uh, made. And maybe this uh, is actually going to be the impetus for that. Who knows? But I think what's interesting about this is that uh, haptic technology for the use of virtual sex is just a testament to humans and their creativity, right? They're looking at this and saying, hmm, how else could we use this? Right. Um, and how else we, could I make money on it? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Our yeah. entrepreneurial spirits. But when we talk about haptic technology, we should probably just talk about what we mean by that, right? So let's say you have a pair of haptic gloves. You insert your hands in them, right? Mm-hmm. And these are outfitted with data transmitters. And these gloves allow the user to not only control, but actually feel virtual items. And I believe in your article about virtual sex, you have a great photo of someone who's got their hands in one of the gloves. And they're trying to feel the skin of, I believe it's a dinosaur, right? Right. Virtual dinosaur. Yeah. Another example, and I don't think this was in, this was maybe a different article. I think the Dirty Robot Jobs article. But there's this thing they have called the haptic cow that aids veterinarians and veterinarian students specifically, mainly in the U.K., in uh, how to feel around inside of a cow. Because when you're checking on how uh, a cow's rear plumbing is working mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, and... Uh, you don't really want to do it. You really don't want to insert your own hand. No, no, no. You, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, you, you're going to have to insert your hand into the, into the back of a cow eventually. eventually. Apparently, uh, like before this was around, it's like the options were pretty limited on mm-hmm. how you practice. Because yeah. you can't just go out and stick a arm and a cow every time you need a beginner training, but you need to know where everything is. Mm-hmm. And uh, like some of the descriptions I ran across of the old way, it was it was kind of like the um, you know the, the game in Halloween where you wear the blindfold and you said, you're touching, reach yeah. over here, you're touching a bowl of eyeballs and this is brains. <laughs> like you were basically reaching into something and then you would feel like a very uh, vague approximation mm-hmm. of this organ and then this organ and then this organ. But with a haptic technology, the idea is let's create a false cow rear mm-hmm. that you can you can reach your hand in and actually uh, have a haptic experience with the virtual inside. So you can get a blueprint in your own brain yeah. so that you might, you actually do it, you're you know what you're looking for. Right. Plus it seems a lot more humane as well. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the basis of haptic technology which is being used uh, with virtual sex, right? We should obviously mention. So yes, yeah. what you know, I don't think that we probably need to spell it out, but if you have the ability to digitize and transmit sense data, then you might be able to feel what it would be like to touch another human using these gloves, right? Right. I say human in the air quotes, right? Right. It could be anything. Or it's or it's just a you know, virtual simulation of some idealized. It'd be something you created, like human, a, yeah. a human like looking alien yeah, yeah. centaur, yeah, whatever. It, 
the Fiji mermaid. And there are actually some people who have, uh, have already been toying around with the Kinect, which is the movement-based uh, interface for uh, the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Some people have, uh, have you know hacked that and are using the technology for various applications. And there are people who are working on sexual games where you would uh, yeah. use the Kinect to, say, reach out and touch the Fiji mermaid. Yeah, isn't there something called, I don't know how you pronounce this, Thrix, uh, T-H-R-I, the triple X. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's a 3D sex game. It is compatible with Xbox uh, Connect, so again, users can touch, air quotes, the models in the game. They're talking about it sort of like Second Life. You can translate anonymous online animated sex capades into virtual life with 3D graphics and customized fantasy avatars. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have something called, uh, again, when we when we talk about some of these, it might seem like, oh, yes, this is just the hug shirt that you're talking about at Xbox. We're talking about sort of taking it to that nth degree. So when we talk about yes. this next thing, the hug shirt, think about the possibilities in terms of sexually communicating data to yourself. Yeah, this is an idea that comes to us from a UK company by the name of Cute Circuit. It solves that question, like, what if you want to send somebody a hug? And I think we mentioned this in the hug episode. Say you want to hug somebody, but you don't want to actually physically touch them or Mm -hmm. you cannot physically touch them. How can you send that hug to them in a way that's not just like an XOXO uh, on a text? The answer is, what if they had a garment that had an internal structure that can deliver a hug Mm -hmm. and then you could trigger that hug and also to some degree control the type of hug, the degree of the hug remotely via Bluetooth? Well, and then what if you turn that hug shirt into a unitard? (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> which just sounds sexy all over. Yes. And then you had the sensors strategically placed in areas that might stimulate a sexual reaction, right? I'm yeah. just taking it to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. obviously. The, I mean, the hug shirt in itself is like a really like a great, sweet thing to. But I'm, you know, making it dirty. And I, actually, I think that there may have been a listener who told us about the hug shirt. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's that's how we. That maybe that's we didn't actually mention the hug mm-hmm. podcast, and somebody said, "Hey, how could you not mention the hug shirt?" And uh, and and true, it's it's fascinating. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a hundred thousand miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? 
Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Uh, then there's a there's another area of um, technological tinkering that is roughly referred to as teledildonics. Yeah. Which uh, that's it, subtle, isn't it? Due to its lack of subtlety, we don't even really have to go into it a lot. Other than basically some sort of interface that plugs into your computer that allows somebody elsewhere on the World Wide Web to stimulate you, be it a uh, you know a, some sort of wearable item or you know some. What I'm trying to say is it's an accessory that plugs into your <laughs> computer. Somebody else activates that device, and it can stimulate somebody sexually. So it's um, it's attempting to to it's the hug shirt on a different level. I'm, I'm struggling to you know to really what this is just like becoming like the most awkward podcast ever. I mean, we have discussed uh, semen collecting robots. We've mm-hmm. talked about the well, that was a medical robot. Well, and then that, and that was art. And this, this, this is bringing us to our knees, so to speak. Oh my God, it's getting. I can't. Well, okay. It's. Um. I guess that's the thing. Is that the, the other things that you mentioned, like the Cloigabot, is an artistic creation. The sure. um, sperm collecting robot, for all its absurdity, has its roots in something medical. And something like teledildonics is basic. I mean, just by the very name, they're mm-hmm. they're not even trying to, to sugarcoat it with with anything else. But it does fit into this larger picture of how do we create a full sensory experience in a virtual world? How could we possibly fully communicate with somebody who's say on the other side of the world, or say it's traveling in space? Like imagine a situation where a husband and wife yeah. are separated, say for the better part of a year, due to conflicting working situations, or a situation where one of the individuals is on an interplanetary journey. Mm-hmm. It's one thing for them to be able to call and have a conversation, but what if they could connect in, in a physical manner and, and express their affection physically? Like this is the kind of technology you'd need. Okay. Well, you now know? see, now that's more romantic and right. nice. Yeah. 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 Okay, yes, this would be the technology as as awkward or weird as it may seem. And this is, you know, the viewpoint from this year, right, 2012. But Mm -hmm. who knows what that's going to look like 2030 or 2040 or 2050. It may be just as, as normal as any other sort of technology that we use. That being said, I still feel like there's a rudimentary aspect to it, right, because it's still fairly new. And I'm thinking about real touch. Again, I am going to use a euphemism here that I've used in the past. Okay. This is a device that's made for man's frankenbeans. Okay. Okay. It is a sort of uh, 
haptic hot dog bun that the Frank and the beans, or maybe just the Frank goes into, mm-hmm. although not quite haptic, right? Because it's not quite uh, that advanced. But it connects to, this device com- connects to a computer and it synchronizes in real time to online porn. And it works in tandem to, I guess you could say, the plot line of this, okay. of okay. the porn, yeah. right? I know we all laugh. And the device warms itself up, it lubricates, it pulses, and it grips. So, yes, in, in the future, possibilities well, the- of, of romantic connections, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the best intention ways. But this is this is the, the hardware we have right now. Well, it, it's similar to the sperm collecting robot in terms of the technology, because that yeah. had various manipulating devices inside it. So it's interesting. We're discussing, like, we're, we're basically talking about a computer interface sex toy for, for, for men here. And uh, it's very much a giggly kind of taboo thing, uh, really, in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. To a large extent, elsewhere as well. Um, I was reading something recently on a campaign in Japan to sort of remove the stigma from such devices, uh, particularly as it pertains to one particular brand of the device right. that they're trying to market. But they made a good case for it, like making the the point that you know you're, you're having this growing divide in Japan between the sexes, mm-hmm. and you have, in any culture, you're going to have individuals that sort of are outside of the norms of relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and they have they have needs, they have physical desires that can't necessarily be met uh, in their daily life. So to what extent can technology help them? And well, is that really that weird or dirty a thing? Well, you know? and, and, and that's a country that really embraces technology wholeheartedly, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. However, I do think it's kind of interesting because it's a very reserved culture. Yeah. But that maybe that's some of the the friction that's coming up there, right? Yeah. Um, is that if you're going to embrace it wholeheartedly, you ought to do so. And you know that is a younger generation coming up too that's much more comfortable with the terms of that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think is really interesting about this that's far more abstracted is something called the orgasmatron, which we've talked about yes. before. And this is the idea that you don't even need, say, some sort of weird funky glove to slip your stuff into, or some sort of fancy uh, touch-sensitive pants. Or porn to look at. Right. Basically, you circumvent all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Dr. Stuart Malloy, again, we've talked about him before, but he was working on a device to alleviate chronic pain when he realized that it was sexually stimulating his female patients. And uh, again, lo and behold, whoa, this application could be used for something else. He nicknamed it the Orgasmatron. Barbarella. Barbarella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should mention that uh, Jane Fonda starring as Barbarella. And the device is actually a small box with two small wires that, uh, like an epidural, run under the skin and attach to the spinal cord. And it sends an electrical pulse through nerves in the spinal cord, which relays the message to the part of the brain that processes orgasmic sensations and genitalia, like, hey, it's go time. Yeah. You don't even really need to think in order to have an orgasm with this device. You just press the button. Hmm. And uh, that is uh, going to be going at the low, low cost of $12,000, by the way. It's interesting, though, because subsequent experimentation cities done with this device, they've been able to stir uh, orgasms in, in women that had severe blocks to achieving it otherwise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, women who had never been able to achieve an orgasm before were mm-hmm. able to achieve it with this. So, I mean, there you go. That's... Uh, but you can see where it, advertisement for it, right? But, it, but you can see where it really opens the door for the possibilities of uh, sexual communication, you know, in a virtual sense, in the immediate and far future. Right. The idea that it wouldn't even you wouldn't even 
have some sort of weird body glove you have to slip into. It could be something that is uh, is connecting directly uh, into your brains, into your, your your nervous system. But we should probably mention some of the other scents real quick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we don't spend a lot of time with these. Uh, we, we we really talked about smell, uh, printable odors mm-hmm. in uh, in a previous episode, and a lot of those same technologies apply here. Means by which you could print a smell. You could use a certain palette of uh, of basic smells and use those to build specific smells. So, and again, that's in an attempt to build this virtual uh, sexual reality for someone, right? right? So you could create more of a, I, I guess, a, um, a background for your sexual experience by uploading some smells. And, and of course, a smell uh, has a huge influence on the way we taste things. Mm-hmm. There have been uh, some virtual reality studies that have gone into the creation of, uh, of devices that would allow you to, say, taste uh, food that you're chewing and sort of feel chewing food to a certain degree, which obviously would have an impact on attempts to create a you know a virtual sexual environment as well. Mm-hmm. Likewise, you have the KISS transmitter, another product of Japanese innovation. Uh, I think I described before as being like a joystick that goes in your mouth, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of move it around to transmit a KISS through the Internet. Uh, its current incarnation, it's you know, it's, it's pretty crude design-wise. It's pretty basic, but that's what it's like when you're blazing new trails. That's right. Yeah. You're making out with a joystick. But yeah, I mean, this again, this is stuff that's uh, cutting edge right now, but it seems rudimentary. One thing that also really wowed me about all this is the uh, the idea of cross-modal attention effects, which is the idea that okay, think back to like if you can think back to say you know your first kiss or something or so- something of a sensual nature. Or, or even it doesn't have to be sensual, just something of a memorable nature. You, you may really remember what the first kiss felt like. You may really remember what the smell of the other individual's hair or something of that mm-hmm. nature. But you might not remember what the, um, you know, the couch felt like, you know, or, or what was playing on the TV or, you know, that kind of thing. Because this is the sense data that's just not important to you at that moment? Right. Like our brains don't really work in full-on 100% 360 HD. Mm-hmm. Some things are going to get all of our attention. Some things are going to get a little bit of our attention. And some things are going to get none of our attention. So you don't have to worry about having to create this, like, totally full-on 3D, super high graphics virtual environment. Instead, you focus on the areas that are being focused on, the, p- the parts that are important to the experience. Mm-hmm. And, and so you don't have to worry about every, every aspect of this simulated sense environment really cranking up to 11. Okay. So this is what you're talking about in your article, the researchers at the University of York's audio laboratory working to toward this cross-modal sort of situation where you have some things that are amped up and some things that are amped down. And to that end, they are considering a mouthpiece, right? Yes. To simulate different textures against the tongue and mouth. Yes, this is, uh, yeah, this is what I referred to earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is the thing that cracks me up, and I, I believe you even put it in air quotes at some point in the article. Uh, this is virtual food chewing re- research, right? <laughs> food chewing. Because you know there's going to be a huge uh, opportunity for virtual restaurants in the future. Right, because yeah. everybody wants to virtually chew their food. <laughs> so that's what this application is yeah. uh, proposedly for, right? Which, again, this is kind of a wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Obviously, it's going to be used for, for other purposes in virtual sex. Well, you know, I make fun of it, but then I, I have to think on two counts. One, it would be kind of nice, I guess, you know, if you want to experience, say, some horrible fatty food or, uh, or some sort of Im- environmentally unsustainable food. In the future, or say, in the if we're looking, you know, at, at a future in which some of our our current foods have ceased to be around, like what if we're looking at an age when bananas aren't a possibility anymore? Or maybe you're just feeling dangerous and you want to like check out cannibalism in a safe place. Could be like a virtual. Well, that's a, that's an entirely separate uh, can of worms. But 
But even like in something like uh, the video game Skyrim, which is the Elder Scrolls game where you're in this big sandbox virtual environment, there's food in there, and when you eat the food, your character is healed. And it's largely a game about like slaying dragons and killing trolls and whatnot. And, and, and I've been toying with it a little bit. But you still find yourself saying, hmm, I wonder if my character should grab that grilled salmon or if he should grab the bread or, or there's like goat cheese. And I, f- I found that I was having my character grab more of the goat cheese than the other foods, even though he's I, I, I get nothing out of eating it. <laughs> All right. So it was enhancing your experience. Well, just the idea of it was enhancing my experience. So I, I'm, I'm just I'm not sure exactly how that relates to the possible of chewing the food virtually in a game. Well, but, and who yeah. knows? I mean, we've talked about nanotechnology, and maybe there will be nanonutrients that just that's right cause us to just quit eating food altogether because we get everything delivered to us. So maybe that's it'll be some sort idea. of yeah, some sort of like yeah. you know yearning for yesteryear when you remember you used to chew food, right? Because obviously the, the huge pitfall to chewing your food virtually is you're you're still nothing's going to wind up in your belly. No. But but maybe it does. You have nanites down there that are taking care of it. I don't know. No, no. All right, so we should probably take a break. Yes. But when we get back, we're going to talk about Travel Lodge and what it has oh, to yes. do. The Travel Lodge, yeah, the, the hotel motel, right? Yes, and this is some amazing stuff that's coming up, so stick with us. Yeah, what, is it, what does it have to do with virtual sex? Oh, a yeah. lot. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a hundred thousand miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, 
personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Zumo Play. All right, we're back, and uh, we're looking into the far future of, uh, well, uh, supposedly of sleeping in a hotel, mm-hmm. courtesy of Dr. Ian Pearson in a report that was commissioned by Travelodge, of all people, in June of 2011. All right, yeah, let's talk about the chops, this guy. I mean, he's not just a futurologist. He has his maths and physics graduate degree, and he's worked in numerous branches of engineering from aeronautics to cybernetics, sustainable transport to electronic cosmetics. His inventions include text messaging, Okay, no, no little feet there, right? Yeah. And the active contact lens, which we'll talk about in a moment. So this guy has chops, right? He knows what he's talking about. And Travel Lodge commissioned him to create a report of what the future of sleep, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, looks like in 2030. Yes, and I'll be sure to put up a link to a PDF of this so you can you can read it for yourself on the uh, the blog post accompanying this because uh, there's some fabulous illustrations that go with it. Um, <laughs> That uh, and, and work safe illustrations. Um, they that, actually yeah. are, and they kind of even look like the illustrations you would find, like the the back of the card on an airplane. It does look like how to exit the airplane. Type yeah, of yeah. But Which th- makes it even better. Yeah, and because the, the, the thing is, this guy didn't uh, Pearson didn't set out to say I'm going to write about the future of, of virtual sex or shared sexy dreams, you know, or, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like he's basically looking at like what you know, g- given the current state of technology and where technology seems to be going, what conceivably is the state of technologically aided sleep in the year 2030 and this is just the guy to answer it because in the in the same way that the authors of the 1960s paper on cyborgs mm-hmm. that we mentioned in the werewolf principle episode the same way those guys were like looking at uh, cybernetics and really making some some seemingly crazy but but really big predictions about where cybernetics could lead mm-hmm. pearson's doing the same thing except with sleep and with, with virtual reality and dream technology and i mean it's phenomenal to, to read about because he's not holding on to too much nostalgia about where we are now no he's not a small dreamer this guy is a big dreamer and he's amazing well and i was even thinking too that it reminds me of Aubrey de gray uh, the uh, biogerontologist, uh, whom we've talked about several times, who is interested in extending life and thinks that we can do so um, on many different levels if we can catch disease before it really sort of blooms and takes over our bodies and, and saying, like, these are practical things that we can actually do because we've got the technology. Mm-hmm. Same sort of thing here with Pearson and saying, here's the technology that we have developed. Let's see what it looks like in a travel lodge setting. Some of it has to do with, say, the way the TVs work and the way you can like, you know, pull up maps in your room. Uh, other yeah. stuff is, is related to, like, what do you want your room to look like? Yeah, can you push a button and make it look like your, your, your bedroom at home? Yeah, for instance, they've got one that's supposed to be for the ladies, and it's a mirror that would show you what your after would look like after you put on your makeup. So you, it <laughs> uploads, a, I guess, a photo of yourself with makeup on so that when you're applying your makeup, you know what 
the, the after is going to look like. Wow. So something's a little bit silly, but it's basically just a, a showcase for technology. Wow. I, I love that. What happens if, uh, if someone else looks into it? What happens if you have a dog or a cat with you? And I don't know. What happens, like, if, Do- if you upload, like, Dolly Parton, does it just go, again, <laughs> like, can't compute? Like, that's, <laughs> it, you know, that's what I could see. If I were Dolly Parton, I probably would want to do that because that's a lot of makeup. Okay. But, uh, and I love Dolly. That's no slight against her. Oh, she's a great artist. And then in other areas, it gets a, it's a little more uh, in line with what we're talking about in this podcast. For instance, there's the auto massage de-stress pillows. Yes. Which, which are pretty great. And the, the illustrations that go with it also paint the picture of couples that have this distance between them, uh, a geographical distance. So one mm-hmm. is in a hotel room and one is in the, the bed at home. How can we bring these two together? Yeah, okay, so let me give you a quick overview. I mean, he's basically saying that people, and we'll talk more specifically about it, but mm-hmm. people will be able to wear lenses to change the way their partner looks while making love without their knowledge, right? So they beam, not only do they You're beam... changing their appearance without their knowledge. Right, right. Clients love. will be able to beam their virtual partners into bed while making love remotely. Okay. Okay. And hotel sheets and sleepwear are being designed with special fibers that produce sensory responses, allowing clients to feel, you know, air quotes, the sensations of sex. Like, this is the ultimate in sexy pajamas. These are technologically intensified sexual pajamas. Yeah. I mean, on one level, it's like augmented... Love making, right? So right. if you actually have another human with you, um, you could use these um, active contact lens to change the way that they appear to you, right? Mm-hmm. Which, again, this borders on like how much of this is weird and how much of this are we already doing to some degree, right? Because there are a variety of different ways that people can present themselves uh, for sexual activity that is augmenting the reality, Right, the really far future end of the spectrum. He even talks about couples being able to to benefit from the ability to link their nervous systems via active skin electronics during the lovemaking so that you would be able to feel what the other individual is feeling mm-hmm. at the same time you're feeling what you're feeling. That's an enhancement. That is that is quite an enhancement. I feel like I've I've read probably some some Richard K. Morgan that involves some of that. Yeah. But like on that far end of the spectrum, using some of this very technology that we've been talking about, the ability to actually go beyond uh, the flesh and connect uh, more directly with the nervous system and the brain mm-hmm. as far as sensual pleasure goes. And also, too, just to, to talk a little bit more about those active lenses, we're talking about delivering high-quality 3D images directly onto the retina. Um, and you can, I mean, they, they're worn under the eyelids, right? But you, you can do this while you're even sleeping, which is yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, active contact lenses, they would have electronics, sensors, and communication capabilities all embedded in the lens itself. Mm-hmm. This is something that, like a lot of this technology, it would have a lot of applications, virtual reality, medicine, you name it, but inevitably uh, sexuality as well. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're talking about sleepwear mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, has fibers that can create different sensations for you. We're talking about a massaging pillow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's pretty much spelling out virtual sex yeah, or I mean, enhanced sex. For starters, like active contacts uh, of this nature, they'd be able to detect when you're dreaming, mm-hmm. inform you that you're dreaming, and allow you to, to dream lucidly. Mm-hmm. Also, just to bring up the sheets, too, that's something that could also interact with other media uh, so TV, radio, web-based media, games. So, again, we've talked about the uh, ability to have uh, sexual video games. So just imagine plugging that up to to your Xbox as well and participating in that way. But let's talk about dreams because that's just, yeah, this, this is, is where it gets really very odd. And I love the idea that Travel Lodge commissioned this guy to tell them what sleeping in a hotel room in 2030 would consist of. 
his answer involves linked dreaming. Mm-hmm. The idea that, uh, you know, conceivably in the hotel room itself or across distances with one member of a couple here and one member of the couple in another city, that they would be able to share the same or very similar dream experiences. Mm-hmm. And that you could help to craft that dream experience, right? Because you're also talking about manipulating this room to the degree that you get certain smells that would evoke certain memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're clad in sleepwear that is possibly stimulating your genitals right and you've you've got a your lover beamed into your room right so which you can without their knowing then change the way they look (laughs) yeah with with these contacts or if they're there too you could change the way that they look um so it stands to reason that you could now plug into the the dream landscape and again it's this at what point does it become augmented uh sexual experience as opposed to a sexual experience you're already having because dreams already given their nature are virtual right yeah um but what i sexual dream what i wonder about the dream and and i mean we could get more into the technology that enables this like like to some degree he's talking about just you're dreaming and you're listening to the same music and you're aware that it's a dream and there are you know some some other sense uh there's some other sense data thrown in there as well but and then in other cases it's more of like a neural linkage kind of thing he's Mm -hmm. talking about the ability to to play back dreams record dreams and all this but I wonder, like you hear people talk about lucid dreaming, and generally the you don't hear people say, and then I realized I was dreaming and I had a bunch of sex. They tend to say, and then I realized I was dreaming and I was a thousand feet tall and pushing over buildings, right? I realized I was dreaming and the world fell away and I was flying or mm-hmm. I turned into light. All my uh, my problems were, were defeatable. Like this, Like it tends to... The accounts I've heard of lucid dreaming tend to be a lot bigger mm-hmm. than sexuality. So I, I don't feel like we'll know exactly what it will be like until we're we're there, you know? What exactly a frog intense person's a, a joint lucid dreaming situation would be like. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I, you, I think that most of these technologies will come to fruition. It's something like that that is harder to understand and harder, I think, to manipulate. Right. To really be able to predict what, you know, whether or not we could be coupling with each other intentionally in dreams. But you make a good point. There's already this aspect of dreams called lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. which allows the individual to do that. And you're also right that in your typical like water cooler conversation, people don't normally say, man, I had the best lucid sex dream last night. Right. Yeah. But that being, that being said, I mean, I, A, I love where this guy's brain is going with this. Mm-hmm. But then B, I mean, maybe that would be even bigger than that. Like maybe it would have some sort of sexual nature to it but imagine like a situation where where two people in love are sharing the same dream unbound by physics feeling what each other is feeling i mean it, it's, it's beautiful like it's uh, it's, it's it's kind of like it's uh, beautiful but is it the same sort of situation where you get looped into this dopamine vortex of just chasing the, the dream of the thing rather than dealing yeah, with the maybe. reality we um, all climb inside our our little pleasure capsules and then we just stay there yeah you you know it's the the little pleasure cocoons that right you never see daylight again it also reminds me of until the end of the world um of inventors film from i think it's like the 80s or early 90s i can't remember but it also like it shows the characters absolutely tied to technology and the past at the same time because Mm -hmm. they're constantly revisiting their dreams from another world because it's a post-apocalyptic world that they're in and they keep going back to their memories because they're getting charged from those. So I wonder if this is the same sort of thing. We're just going to all be holed up in these tricked out travel lodges. Again, it's fabulous to think about because it really takes us right up to the edge of of what we know about uh, 
about about humanity and about technology and about uh, about the experience of of being human. Right, or not being human, right? Divorcing ourselves from our humanness, yeah. or the animal part of ourselves, which would be the, the, the touch, the yeah. actual, you know, real touch, not the real touch product. Right. right. Yeah. So there you go. That's a little bit of uh, virtual sex wrapped in a little encasement of uh, awkwardness with a little sprinkle of fleshy joy. Yes. God, that was bad. That fleshy joy. I don't know what that is. It sounds like a breakfast cereal of some kind, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, again, if you want to explore more about this and you want to see that, that uh, really cool article from uh, Dr. Ian Pearson, uh, check out the blog entry that goes along with this episode, and I will try to remember to link to it. And if I forget and I don't link to it, hassle me and I will link to it. For all intents and purposes, you can get in touch with us and find out about what our latest blog posts are about at Stuff to Blow Your Mind on Facebook. We update everything there. And then you can also find us on Twitter where our handle is Blow the Mind. And you can also send us your thoughts on the future of virtual sex by sending us an email at blowthemind at discovery.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.